Episode 9, Surviving COVID-19 and a life lessons you can learn with Mick Livesey, Commercial Director of Oxford City Football Club. Welcome to Live Learn Lead. Whether you are a new leader, aspiring to be one or simply want to master leading your own life, this podcast is for you. Leadership starts from within and we believe that the first step to leading in any walk of life is to lead yourself. Designed specifically to educate and motivate the leader within you, we have honest and inspiring stories of what success really looks like. Interviews with leadership experts from around the world and personal insights from me, your host, Natalie Lockyer. Our mission is to make sure we all learn how to live our best lives and lead others so that they can do the same. What is it like to survive COVID-19? and what are the lessons it can teach us. Here today is a really powerful interview from somebody I've only had the privilege to know for nine months. They are genuinely an awesome human being, down to earth and very honestly spoken. We have Mick Livesey from Oxford City Football Club sharing how he has grown and how Corona has changed his life. It's changed his mindset, it's changed his outlook, and it's changed his health for the better. It's a powerful story with some honest sharings, and I hope it can inspire you as much as it has inspired me. He is a very deep and very reflective person, even though you might not necessarily know that on your first interactions with him. He is so genuine, and he models servant leadership in absolutely everything that he does. I hope this inspires you to have an incredible day and start looking after yourself more. But I'm not going to tell you more than that. I'm going to get you to listen. So remember to like and share the show. Comment if you would like us to talk about anything in particular or you have some feedback to share with us. And please take this opportunity to have some time for you to reflect on what it is you want to do to bring joy to your day so that you are loving life and you can serve and lead better. So Mick, first of all, do you want to kind of like go ahead and introduce yourself? Good morning. Uh, good morning to you, Natalie. It's a beautiful sunny day out there and we're all smiling. Uh, my name is uh, Mick Livesey. I'm the commercial director at Oxford City Football Club and uh, just enjoying life. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So you're enjoying life and that's really key because I think we've got like quite a powerful story today where you unfortunately have been very unwell, not just in the last few weeks, but in really the last few months. Um, <laughs> and so I was kind of wondering if we could maybe just like dive straight in there and and talk a little bit about that because coming out of it it seems that life is actually pretty good for you right now so like anybody who's worried about this story we're coming out on, on a positive and a really good lesson for us all so <laughs> uh-huh. yes no listen fire away I'm uh, I'm happy to talk about about anything yeah so like maybe if we start like I met you last August I think at networking meeting and um, yeah we had a little chat and then I've seen you at a few other events and we really got to know each other maybe a little bit better around kind of September time and I remember you chatting to me and us just talking about like maybe life not being quite where you wanted it to be and and actually that taking its toll on you physically as well as mentally. Yeah I think that I've for, for one, my life, I think, I look at my life and, and people would seem as, like, quite successful. 
you know, whatever I've done, I've been, I've been, I've been successful at. Um, but I, I, I just kind of got everything kind of wrong, kind of, kind of mixed up. But I thought that the order you were, you just, you just worked hard all the time. And what I did was, is I, I, I genuinely, I can't believe that anybody, you know, there's people out there that was doing the same as me. And please change. You know, I'm 40 odd. And I've done that for, for years. I didn't realise. And I just get up in the morning and I'd work and I'd work all day and I'd work all night. I'd be answering emails and looking at things and, 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 and trying to be productive. And I thought that was the that's the key word. I thought that would be the best way to be productive. It, it really isn't. And uh, I I invested so much into into work, um, into careers and things like that without really investing in me. I'm realizing that there's a the, to be productive. There's a balance between you have to exercise, you have to eat healthy, you have to sleep well, and, and all of that mix makes you become more successful, makes you be more productive. Where I was just get up at early in the morning. I always get up early, about five a.m. and bang, work work until I went to bed. Really. Yeah, and like that that kind of was looking at like I hope you don't mind me sharing, but I was looking like, you know, you're getting up, you're going to work at the football club. Obviously it's a passion for you as well as uh, as a vocation. Um, but it was just work, 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 work. There was nothing else really there for you. And I remember us having a conversation of what do you do for fun and you just laughed. <laughs> and you were like this. <laughs> yeah, and I think that it was not just at the football club, but this has been going on for, for long. When I, when I was a journalist, started off with a little tiny column, I ended up being the chief sports writer at the race course when I worked for Lord Eskip. I just worked constantly. And I've been really, really successful. There's no, what I've done has been great, and I look back on it. And I just wish that I'd have kn- I knew now. What, what I wish I'd have known then, what I know now, if that makes sense. Um, because I've... I don't know the stress and pressures of work that you put yourself under. My 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 lifestyle and things like that was, was absolutely appalling. It was shocking. Um, it was a recipe for disaster. Um, it, it involved smoking twenty cigarettes a day, drinking twenty five pints of lager a week, and eating out five, six, sometimes seven times a week. Um, and when I say like 25 pints lager, I wasn't drinking every single day. I probably have 10 on a Friday and 15 on a Saturday. I might not drink on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday, but the, the that is how you're supposed to be unwinding, but you're not unwinding, you're just putting more stress and pressure on your body. Um, there's nothing wrong with going out and having a drink and I'll, I'll, I'll go out and have a drink. But, you know, you just don't need to be the last one standing at the bar, do you? <laughs> yeah, so you had this story going on at like, oh, this is how I unwind, I'm being one of the lads. And sometimes you were entertaining clients as well. So it was like, well, I need to do this. And I know I was trapped in that when I was in the corporate life and we were traveling a lot and I ended up actually drinking wine because they were serving it. And I don't normally drink yeah. in the week. And I'm like, I noticed like just my energy and then my weight was all affected by that. And I was like, this is strange because it's, normally I wouldn't make that choice at home. And so I had a story about it. So it's interesting you had that story like, oh, I'm doing this to unwind, I'm doing this to unwind to relax yeah. and yet it wasn't serving you so uh, but that had gone on for years that was, that was at the race course that was when I was a journalist that's that's gone on for for years and years and years um and you know it's taking it's taking its toll yeah and so at a, 
I also love that story of like what you saw as success is like you rising to the top each time in each industry you've gone into. So you've worked as a journalist and done exceptionally well as that. Um, you've you've been on news channels and reporting. Yeah. You've done live TV. <laughs> you've worked at a race course and kind of turned yeah. it around and made it you know massive profit and now you're at the football club and really changing the lives there so like that's amazing and incredible and clearly you're this driven person um and yet how you were doing that the mode you were doing that with wasn't serving you as a human um so yeah and that drove you to being a little bit ill didn't it around christmas time yeah just kind of like run down or, or you know just not knowing you know, kind of like my batteries have kind of gone flat, mm. if, if that makes sense. And uh, I think, you know, oh, I just didn't know any other way. I just didn't, I just thought that you have to just keep working on them. And there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of pressure in, in the job. But one thing that I can be, I'm going to be really open and really honest with, with, with you. We're friends and stuff like that, but listen, I know there's people listening. And some people may try and use stuff again. That's fine. I'm not bothered about that. But I would say that, you know, there's a lot of stress and a lot, a lot of pressure, but I put that on myself. And I think that I was kind of searching for all the time to, to, to looking for the it, looking for I've got to achieve something, I've got to achieve something, I've got to achieve something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I remember and, having that conversation with you. is like, you know, what is it you feel you're missing? You're like, oh, if, you know, Am I achieving the right thing? Am I at the right place? Is, you know, what else do I need to do to get there? <laughs> um, and yeah, I remember that conversation and you kind of really having this really deep search for it. And, you know, kind of not really kind of realised that, I, like I said this morning, I have been successful. And I think that I would never have said that to you um, mm-hmm. three months ago. I would never have said I've been a success. Of course I've been a success. You know, but I never felt that I was. Yeah. I always felt that there was something that that I was. And this is coming a huge a huge cost as well. Personally, you know, um, I'm forty odd. I don't have any children or anything like that. I've I've constantly worked and I've constantly you know I'm married and things like that. But I've constantly worked and and and, and kind of um, never really invested in me. Um, kind of invested in, in my job. My job has become my life. Mm. And and that was what I lived for. But, yeah. Which is which is kind of sad, but you know, it, it, we, we we still we, we can change it. And that's the important thing. Yeah, and I think this is the incredibly powerful like end to the story and why I you know, I was always thinking about how can I get you on here like from the first time I met you because there's so much in your life that we could talk about that I think could inspire many many people um but when I spoke to you so you've been ill you were ill over Christmas you had pneumonia right and you were in hospital with that and then you came out of that and we were hoping you'd get better we were really worried about you and you know I I was very worried when we were talking kind of like January February your energy was just still so low and um then I saw, you know, you'd gone quiet and I saw this Facebook post about you being in hospital. Yes. And and that was with COVID, wasn't it? Yeah, with COVID and then led to pneumonia as well. Yeah. But, um, pneumonia like I'd never experienced. <laughs> um, yeah, and yeah, that must have was... been like 
pretty scary going into hospital, being there, kind of facing that beast um, and being surrounded by other people who, who are as well. Yeah, no, it, it, it was. Um, it, it's crazy and it sounds, even when I say this, it sounds like I shouldn't be saying it. It was the, the best thing to ever happen to him. It really was. You know, I think just to stop, everything just to stop, yeah. I, I didn't need it to go that far, like when I was in the coma fighting for my life. Preferably, I could have done that. <laughs> yeah, I'd be that Listen, that, that's, um, that, that's making a, in, in a nutshell. Listen, we've got we've to gotta take it to the, to the four extremes, you know. But um, no, I was in, in a coma fighting for my life, and they didn't think I was going to make it. But, you know, you shouldn't write me off because I am, and I'm here, and I'm good, and I'm well. and and I've bounced yeah. back. But just stopping everything, my entire life just freezing, was the best thing to ever happen to me. I, I was too ill to deal with calls. I was too ill to answer emails. I was too ill to think about everything. And I just started to think about me and I think about my life. And when you led there in the intensive care, but when I came out there, the, there's no TVs or anything. So you just led there. With, I just closed my eyes and just was thinking about my life and thinking about everything. And everything started to kind of make sense to me. Mm. So it was like kind of almost this enforced reflective period because of your physical health. And, you know, we are so grateful that you got through it as well. I mean, there are so many people worried about you. Not, so not, as, great, not as grateful as me now. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I think you know, obviously you're your lovely wife and your yeah. family and, you know, um, so many friends and colleagues and, and all of yeah. that. But yeah, it's so grateful you got through it. But that enforced reflective period, I mean, the first time I spoke to you after you were out of that, I just noticed this massive change in the energy in your voice. It felt like you were so much more relaxed. Yeah. And I, I was wondering, I was like, well, is he still on medication? You know, like, because this is a completely new you. This is the you I yeah. felt was like maybe there inside of you trying to get out, but had just been so tired and so exhausted. And yeah. it was really interesting hearing that change in you. Yeah. I thought that, you know, the, the, um, I still love like quite, I still have plenty of weight to lose and things like that, but to start eating properly and actually, I actually started cooking food and things like that, which I've never ever done. I've never ever cooked. You know, <laughs> you know I just haven't. I've, I've, chin, I've, finally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm just making nice food and 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 you know, exercising and stuff like that. I think this week alone, I've, I've covered over fifty hours um, in terms of walking or running um, and stuff. And wow. you know, I've got and started lifting the weights and things like that. So you know, I've gone from. I thought the other day when I finished the run, I'd just run seven and a half kilometres, and I thought to myself, Incredible. you know, I was sweating and out of breath. The last time I was sweating and out of breath like that was just before they put me in the coma. Um, and I thought, you know, like, what what a, and a massive turnaround. I've been back to see the consultant, and the, they're actually amazed. that I mean, for I'm my doctor, I'm in far better health now than what I was before I had COVID. Yeah, you know, um, they, they can't believe the the, the transformation in, in my health. You've, you've given up cigarettes as well, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I just stopped. I didn't have no patches. Didn't have no gimmicks. And my wife smokes, and she smokes in front of me outside and stuff like that in the garden. And you know, I've stuck to it. Um, on the thirteenth of uh, this month coming up, it'll be three months. So you know, wow. about six weeks of that. Yeah. 
And you, Just, are you noticing the differences there as well in energy or not yet? Because sometimes it takes time. You know, I'm, I'm noticing the massive difference in, in, in myself, but more in my thought process. Um, I used to, I used, I used to think that you know when things go wrong and stuff like that, you go, oh, I'm going to have a cigarette and think about this. But actually, I seem calmer. Yeah, really. Without smoking, yeah. Say, oh, it calms me down. That's why I smoke, and it gives nonsense. me a break from the stress. You know. That's nonsense. <laughs> that, that's what you say. I said it. That's what you say when you don't want to stop smoking. And I'd never really ever. I tried maybe I tried once before to give up smoking, and I think I buckled on day three or something. Um, <laughs> my mate said to me, "You're getting grumpy. Come on, just smoke." And I thought, "Oh, go on, I will do." But you know, I, I've had a beer and things like that since in the garden and stuff, and still not smoked. And and people have, have been around people that are smoking, and no, I don't think I'll ever smoke again. Mm-hmm. Listen, we've got a long way to go. This is only the start, you know, without without any question, you know, but. Um, I'm on the weekend now. I've hit the weekend. Saturdays and Sundays, I can eat what I want. I can do what I want. I don't exercise Saturdays and Sundays. Mm-hmm. That's, I can, you know, because when we get back to football, that'll be the game day. And I am going to have a few pints at the match. Of course I am. Why not? Yeah. Um, but I won't be smoking. And, um, you know, Monday to Friday, I eat healthy. Um, you know, don't really drink. Uh, you know, exercise and stuff like that. So Saturday, Sundays, I, I just, my chilling out sort of kind of days to have some fun mm. and you said like about your thought process like that was really affecting you when you were left really just with your thoughts in the hospital and now your thought process has changed like what's one of the best things about that change in thought process and what are you really noticing coming up in that space where you had put things before I th- I th- obviously the, the, the physical benefit which is huge and um, which is huge and it's embarrassing really but you know from where i was to where i used to be out of breath going up the stairs genuinely you know i couldn't <laughs> i used to my knees used to hurt all the time my ankles i was carrying around a fair bit away now <laughs> think so then it affects your mood and things like that and but now i kind of like look forward to what i used to be worried about and, and think oh my god um you know, that's going to be really difficult. You know, trying to come up with a plan of our year through that. Um, I'll kind of like relish the challenge, you know, and look forward to it. And So you're in a place of like kind of seeking challenge rather than, and then fearing it rather than stressing about it. You're actually enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. And just, um, just, just, just enjoying it. I would say one of the other biggest things is like reconnecting with nature. When I get up early in the morning, I go five o'clock and go for a run or something. I've taken pictures on my run on my Facebook of like deers and mm. rabbits and squirrels. I just like I didn't realise I live in such a beautiful part of the country. I live I live in Torster. I'm so lucky. I never really, you know, looked at it before. Yeah, I think so many people are doing that. Like I'm seeing my Facebook, my Instagram is just like full of nature pictures, and I'm loving that, and I'm hoping that. Yeah. When we go back to whatever will become our new normal, that actually that continues because there's so much research, you know, like 
this Japanese forest bathing that's been going on for centuries is you know all the hippies who are like hey walk barefoot it's, it's an actual thing there's a science behind it now and I think just seeing green and having UV light and being connected to something bigger than you as well I think for me I found that really profound like there's this little family of geese and we've seen them like have their nest and then hatch their chicks and then they're getting older now and you're like yeah. still they're still growing they're still changing even if our world is kind of not as we would expect it mm. um, and I find weird comfort in that so that's amazing so if you were to kind of like talk to your previous self or really to anybody else who's in your position that you were in before maybe life isn't where they want it to go you're kind of feeling a little bit trapped feeling like maybe the thing you need to do is like the next achievement the next success thing what would your advice be to them having gone through this experience I know that it's, it's so difficult you, you've, that question is so difficult because I if I'm thinking really openly and honestly mm. is would I have listened <laughs> Would I have listened if you'd have, someone had come and said, listen, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. I'd be thinking, oh, yeah, 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 well, yeah, yeah. Listen, you haven't got to sort all this out that I've got to sort out. And so I think genuinely that the advice I would give is you don't have to go through what I went through, mm. you, you know, um, because it was horrific. Um, you know, when you think, you, you know, I, well, to be honest with you, I never thought I was going to die. Everyone else did. I didn't. I kind of uh, kind of knew it. I kind of thought I was indestructible, so I thought I'd be all right. Um, <laughs> Iron Man strategies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even when they was putting me in the car, I was saying, are you sure I'm not ill? Are you sure I'm as ill as what you're saying? All <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, right, yeah. Um, so I don't, think, I don't know whether people would listen. You can change. You have the power to change anything. We all have the power to change, and sometimes changing things is really scary. And you, you can't always have time off work or, or, or things like that. I think the time I had off work was enforced, and that, that was amazing for me to be able to, just because of stops and, and, and I can focus on things. Um, I would say that, you, you know, just invest in you, because I, I'm... I'm Finding work now far easier, and looking f- forward to it far more, with with more of a balance, mm. and, and I believe over time that I will be even more productive than what I was before. So with less hours, you're going to achieve more. Yeah, I think it's about working smarter. I think that that this this is a brave new world that's opened up to all of us. Mm. Um, I, you know, we don't need to be going to Oxford every single day. We don't need to do that. We can we can work from home and we can meet contacts. We can organise meetings and things like that. And 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 then either meet people on Zoom or or, or Google or, or or at the football club or or whatever. And obviously, other people will be able to. Some people can't, and that's unfortunate. I would definitely be spending more time working from home than than, than at the office at the football club. Whenever we go back and whatever happens, that, that is a, that is a certainty because. You, you know, you just, the days of, um, you know, starting work at oh, five, six o'clock in the morning and finishing at like nine, ten o'clock at night are, are gone. Yeah, and, and, that, and that, some of that is like, you've found joy in life now, so you know what to put into that space. Yeah. So, like, it's not like, well, if I don't work, what am I going to do? I, I think so, and I think that, I don't know, it's difficult. It, 
it's difficult to put my finger on it, but I think when I took the Oxford City job, that's a huge job. That, mm. is a, that is a massive job. It would have been far easier to go to, like I was offered Newcastle United, it would have been far easier to go to Newcastle United. Listen, you're selling commercial packages at New, to people in Newcastle is far easier than, than Oxford. But, you know, I've, I've always relished the challenge and, 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 and always liked what people think is important. And last season, even with everything that happened, was a record year for commercial, which, you know, I wouldn't have been that proud of before. I'm extremely proud of that now. And yeah. I'm looking for, and now we've, we're now we're in the middle of a pandemic. Now, what a challenge this is to see, you know, how we can grow the football club this following <coughs> year with all these different challenges around. And, and I'm so looking forward to that. We have an amazing new manager in David Oldfield. And oh, I think it's going to be one hell of a season. I think we're going to have a fantastic time. And do you know what? I'm going to enjoy it this time. Yeah. And so how are you going to make sure you enjoy it? What are you most looking forward to? I'm, I'm, I'm most looking forward to just not letting it swamp me, not get, not taking every single thing to awe or things like that. I think, you know, just, just to enjoy it. And you know what? It's a football club. We're not running the country. Do you know mm. what I mean? Listen, good luck to <laughs> Boris, you know, what he's got to do. And everything isn't life or death. You, you know, it isn't. It's about smiling. I think I forgot how to smile. Or I remembered how to smile, but you play up to an audience or something like that. Everyone would think that I was always so happy and stuff like that, when really I wasn't. And I was scared to stop working because if I stopped working, that gave you red time to think. And time to think, you started thinking, I've got a world of problems. I'm in a world of pain here. Um, I think that's really powerful what you've said is in so many clients I see it's because if I stop, I'm going to have to face what I already know and it hurts and I don't know how to get out of it and I don't want to hurt. Yeah. I think, you know, the, what happened with the race course and now the race course closed um, and all the stress and pressure that that brought and at the same time my mum died at just at the same time. Well, my mum died and then the race course shut about two weeks after um, and you have all that to sort out. I kind of never ever really took time I was never really allowed the time to to, to process my mum passing away my mum was my best mate in the entire world mm. um, and really up, until, up until recently I wouldn't have been able to speak like this I'd have been in floods of tears genuinely oh, um, yeah. um, but I wasn't really allowed that sort of time to grieve and, and for it to sink in like what had happened because all of a sudden I was thrown in the middle of another of a crisis Mm. Um, and you know you, you you switch on the computer every day, and and these messages that are saying this about you, that about you, and and, and calling your names, and and all of that sort of stuff. And I kind of went, uh, we went with books, and we kind, me and my wife had over with books of cruise. Yeah. Um, about eight months before the race course shut, just so happened that that as it all happened, we'd gone away. But listen, holidays for me, and my wife will, will say this, I'm, I'm freaking furious. I would be taking calls and, and I'd be on a laptop and I'd be sat by the pool and I'd be doing stuff and, and sorting out deals and, and things like that. And, you know, you'd come back and everyone would say, you know, it's good to have a break. And you think, well, I haven't really had a break. I've been working, but I've been in the sun, uh, you know. Um, and, and that's just kind of how my life kind of went. And I never thought there was anything wrong with that because I never really knew anything different.
Mm. So you assume that's just like, that's normal. It's just what you do. Yeah. Just don't stop. Just keep going. You know, you see all these people um, that like leave work at five o'clock and switch the phone off. I've, I've, I've always answered emails and, and stuff. No matter what time they come in, if I'm awake, and I'll be checking and stuff, and it's not good. And I still have to get better at this. I, the, listen, this isn't, I haven't cracked this. You know, <laughs> yeah, I, I, haven't, I, I haven't cracked Last night, I, you know, I'd just uh, chosen a film on Netflix, and I found myself reaching for my phone, just checking me. I thought, what am I doing? Put the phone down. Who cares? It's Friday night. Someone, you can answer it Saturday morning, or you can answer it Monday. You know, it's not, it's not a crime. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I haven't cracked this by any stretch of the imagination. I'm just very much at the very early stages, taking little steps to to try and change an habit that's been formed over many, many years. You know, just you can't get rid of it. Just. Just like that. I wish you could, like smoking, and you could just say, right, that's it, bang. Yeah, I mean, so what do you think you could do to kind of help with not having that, oh, just reach for the phone kind of moment? Just kind of having a word with myself every time you do it and, and, and just trying to think, you know, or maybe getting rid of the thing. Getting rid you know, of it? Like sw- sw- switching it off and putting it in a drawer or something, you can't see it. So like those guys at five o'clock in the evening where they like turn their phone off and that's it? I'm not saying I don't, I don't think I could go for the five o'clock job, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, At a certain time in the evening, you just, yes, that's yeah. done for today. And I think, like, you know, you find it that before you go to sleep, you check it and is there any email? All right, I'll reply to that now. Was your thinking when you like, checking and going oh i'll look at this before i go to bed like because it, it, uh, my my old thought process would be it's one less thing i need to do tomorrow okay but, so now your new thought process what's that when you're like oh no don't don't look at that email what's it's, it's not life or death i used to think it was i used to think it was you know listen reply straight away you know because you don't want to miss it or anything it's just about being as well becoming more organized and saying right on a monday I'm going to, Monday morning, before I do anything, I'm going to sit with a coffee when I come back from my run or whatever, and I'm going to reply to all the emails. I'm going to get them out of the way. They're mm-hmm. coming from Friday, Friday night from when I finish, Saturday, Sunday, whatever. Um, just get them out of the way, box them off. Then every morning when you've just spent, I don't know, half an hour, 45 minutes, having a coffee, chilling out, and, and replying to emails, and then don't reply to them any other time. That's what I'm trying to do. I, I haven't quite cracked it yet. Yeah. No, that's understandable. And I think I, I love hearing that in you because, like I, like I said, back in January, that would have just been such an alien concept. And you'd be like, that's ridiculous. I have to answer them right now. Yeah, I love the boundaring of your time in the morning of, like, I will decide when when to do this and then I'll flay. I, that's really good advice. And I hope um, I hope you find the balance for you. You know, like you said, it's beginning. It's a journey. <laughs> we all have to improve. <laughs> it is no, but I will. I will because I think uh, I'm. I'm determined to, to to invest in myself, invest in my health, invest in invest in my mental well-being, invest in in, in me as a person. Mm. Um, where I never ever have before. I've always invested in other people or in or into jobs and, and things like that. But um, no, I I, I want to be healthy. I want to be um, you know in a, in a in better mental health, better physical health. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, you look and so different. And like, I know, like, my life is based in science, but like, your energy is just so different. You feel happier, more relaxed. Like, is it when you're smiling, it looks like an actual smile? Like, it goes all yeah. the way down inside. <laughs> and that's yeah. so good to see. Yeah. I mean, really so good to see. So, do you mind giving us just like a few more minutes and telling us what's yeah. next for you? I know we're not trying to pile everything on, but you've got some exciting projects going. Yeah, no, just, just, I kind of just enjoy it. I think committed to uh, Oxford City Football Club, looking forward to um, next season. I think it's going to be an amazing season. I really do, and I'm genuinely so looking forward to it. Um, I have so much time for Paul and for Justin, who own the club, um, and, and David Oldfield, you know, he's the manager now, and, you know, again, he's such an energetic and vibrant person. And I think we can do amazing things together, all of us working mm-hmm. hard. Um, commercially the football club is is a great platform to help businesses within Oxford you know we out of lockdown we're not just a football club we're a vibrant community up we have 7,000 visitors per month we're the home of Oxford netball um, and it's a community and we do so much out there to help other people in the community I think as, as a football club we, we judge ourselves on, on the impact and how we enrich the lives of those in the community and we look at results second, um, which mm. is very rare, I believe, for a football club. Uh, that doesn't mean say we don't want to win. It means we just want to. <laughs> well, we want to win. Ri- <laughs> of course, we want to win, but we want to also have a massive impact on the community. And I think that if you put that first, um, then the rest should take care of yourself. Um, do you want to just like kind of explain? Because obviously, I'm aware of some of the work you're doing with local entrepreneurs and smaller businesses. Um, so you've got the business club. You've also got some community outreach programs going on. Do you want to kind of outline them, and then maybe any plans if you can reveal them that you have going on for supporting community when you're coming back? I think we're going to be looking at some of the things we're going to look to do. We're going to look to probably put on a business boot camp for the football club, where we spend a day where you can have lunch and stuff. Probably make it free for commercial partners and a small charge for non-commercial. A secret project at the minute, uh, but I'll tell you, it's going to be the Oxford, Oxford City uh, Lottery. Oh, um, are you sure you can tell me this? Because this is going to yeah. go out to people. Yeah, it's all right, don't mind. <laughs> um, we're doing the, that'll be ready to, to be launched soon and probably start in August. But you'll be able to play the Oxford City Lottery online um, and things like that. So that'll be good and should hopefully help us do more amazing work out in the community with all the money that's raised from the lottery and it's only a pound per player per week and then there's a jackpot from the jackpot's 500 mm. quid to start off with it's not bad for a pound but you all the money's going to help people in the community of oxfordshire so we can put on more around us and, and make their lives better that you'd like to send out to the community is there like a theme to them we do things like we help to reduce crime we work with like local authorities um, we also work with um, people with mental health, uh, obesity. Uh, um, we work with um, girls. I think the problem like leaders in sport to try and get more girls through um, to be leaders in sport. And, and I think more women in sport is is so so good, um, particularly women leaders. You know, obviously I'm quite biased with that, but <laughs> I think uh, listen, it, it, it would be amazing one day to see um, people going about um, gender equality and things like that. We're, in sport, we're actually a million miles away from it. And it's the elephant in the room that nobody speaks. We could have a show on this if you wanted. Listen, nobody nobody speaks about it. You know, you show me the day when there's a, um, a female um, head coach of a Premier League football team. And then we'll talk about gender equality. 
female footballers are getting paid the same as the men. I know there's been times when England has been like losing and on their butts and yet the, the female team has been kicking it and like that's just been a really quiet thing on like the fourth or fifth page of the of the newspapers and you're like come on guys like there's two teams playing here and one of them is doing a really awesome job right now the other one is struggling they're doing valiantly but I celebrate the one that's doing well it's like the chicken and the egg I know from being the previous life of being a journalist you only write things in the newspaper that will sell newspapers you you genuinely yeah. if, if if you write stuff in the newspaper that that makes that people don't buy your newspaper they buy the other newspaper you know then that's a problem so it comes to it's like the chicken and egg but people won't get more interested until they read about it and stuff yeah. like that so what what needs to happen is, is the entire country needs to be educated about how wonderful um, and, and and how great it is and I think it's changed a lot that mm-hmm. I think. Well, if we're being honest, it's come that far, and it's got about another another million miles to go to be where it needs to be. Um, and I think that people are afraid to speak like that. And, and but you can you can only go on a journey if you know where the final direction. If, if we start applauding mediocrity and saying, "Oh, it's great that that women got half an hour on BBC Two or whatever," oh, that's fantastic. Well, no, it isn't because. It's, it's just a little tiny journey and it needs to be formal. Yeah. I think maybe we can like celebrate the step whilst acknowledging it's only a step and it's the first step. It's like, it's really good that we've done this. Now what's next? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that. So like so much going on in community, so much going on supporting businesses. I know you're also trying to look after the mental health of your players as well because it must be really tough for them not being able to um, play right now as well. That must be affecting them. I think we, we approach next season with one full of optimism. And that's the beautiful thing about football is when the season comes to an end, if you stay in the division, you know, you, you always get a chance to go again and, and and we will go again and you know, we we can we can have one hell of a season. Mm. You know, the club was formed in eighteen eighty two. I genuinely this isn't just me being a you know, on a positive sort of spin or anything like that. I genuinely believe, I think I think we can have probably the most exciting season we've had in the club's history. Um, I, why can't we, you know? You just look at, like, Leicester City winning the Premier League. It, it, that's a far bigger shot than us winning our league. You, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, just why not? <laughs> you know, why not? I think we just need strength in one or two areas and things like that. That's down to... Um, that's down to David and down to, to Justin, you know, on the playing stuff, they'll sort that out. Um, and we have every faith in them. I think we just, hey, it's just a season for us to really enjoy. And I can't wait to see all our amazing fans again back at back at uh, Marsh Lane, um, back at the football club. Um, just hopefully that everybody stays safe and, and sound and we get through this together. And uh, once, it, once the dust settles, we... we Pull our socks up and we go again. And we have a, we have a, uh, let's, let's create memories. Let's create a season that everyone can remember um, for Oxford City fans for all the right reasons. I love that. Thank you so much. So, kind of to, to draw to an end, because I've stolen so much of your time. Um, if you could get every single person in the world to really hear one or two things, what would you ask that they hear, think on, and, and receive? First of all, I, I, I genuinely believe this. It's, I wouldn't listen to me. 
I genuinely wouldn't uh, because I wouldn't have listened to me, like I said before. I think just uh, what I would say is to everybody, listen to yourself because inside you is the truth. You know. You know you better than, than anybody. And people can say, oh, this or that, or you can read this book or you can read that book or you can get this person to help you do this or that person to help you do that. Do you know the genuine truth of it is that you've got to help yourself and you've got to listen to yourself? And the answer is within. Um, it sounds like a bit a bit of a stupid thing that I'm saying, but it, I, I hope people I can love understand. It. I love it. I'm smiling like a Cheshire cat. It's like the coach's ultimate dream is a client going, the answers are in me. And like, yeah, <laughs> like it's totally, it's so true because what's good for me is not necessarily good for you. And no. you've got to figure that out. You've got to figure it out. I love that. It's amazing. And I think just take, just take some time. Even if, even we're in a pandemic and, and, and money is tight and stuff, just have a bath or something. Just, just switch off on the world and just, just think about you and think about, what can you do to make your life better? What can you do to make you better? What can you do to improve your mental health, to improve your physical health? What, you know, because listen, I, I seriously was way overweight. I still am overweight. Um, but, you know, I, I've got more weight to lose. But if, if I can get up and go running and stuff like that, see, anybody can. Yeah, and all it could be um, like walking. It could just even small steps is better than nothing, right? Yeah, it's like just of stop. course, of course, just 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 try and move. and just go and walking in in with his a nice area with his fields and things like that. And just taking, you know, I just kind of zoom through life. I never, I had like kind of blinkers on. I never looked uh, to my left or to my right. Taking, I sound. I've got to be careful because I don't want to sound like thinking, but we live in a beautiful world. We really do. And I think that we need to, you know, appreciate that more and appreciate ourselves. And you know what? The last thing I would say is don't ever be, don't be too hard on yourself. Because always another day you can change it. No matter what you've done, no, we all make mistakes and we all get things wrong. And no matter what you've done, um, you most important thing is that you wake up tomorrow and you have the power to change it and to make a difference. Be nice to people, smile and help people. You know, give and, um, you know, it makes you feel better. I love that. That's so, that's so many good things in there. So I hope people can hear that. And, you know, I know a lot of that, particularly that last section you really, truly believed before, which is why you had all of the community outreach stuff that you were doing with the club. It wasn't just about commercial deals. It was like, how can you give back? How can you support people surrounding you and lift them up? Um, and I think that's like why with all of our differences, like we really get on and I really do like consider you a, a friend. Um, of course, likewise. So thank you so much for coming on. Um, but yeah, that powerful stuff at the beginning, listen to yourself. That's that's so good. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for giving us your time. Um, it's a pleasure. Enjoy your garden and your dinner today. I hope it's it will. one. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. It will be. <laughs> Don't forget the hat or the sunscreen because I think it's going to be super hot. <laughs> <laughs> I won't. Listen, it's lovely speaking to you, Natalie, and uh, everybody who's listening to this, listen, if we can help in any way, we're, we're quite easy to find on LinkedIn, on Facebook, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. But yeah, drop, send a request. If we can help, we can, we will. And uh, like I said, my door is always open to anybody. If I can help you, I will. Brilliant. 
thank you so much have a good no day and, you too uh, yeah go well wow i mean my mind is just blown those were some deep and powerful words for us to end on thank you so much to mick for coming on he is as you can see just such a genuine and generous human being to share so deeply not just about a time of survival and of fighting for his life through COVID-19, which is powerful enough and vulnerable enough sharing as it is, but to share everything else that was going on for him before, during and after that time. Our hope, and I know it's mixed as well because we've talked off air on about this, is that you can take this story, you can take his sharing into your life and your realizations and your reflective practice. And understand that wherever you're stuck, there's always an option. Just sometimes we need to slow down and see it. I really hope that this has been as impactful for you as it has been for me to witness Nick's transformation. He's worked really hard for these realizations and to make drastic changes in his life. Please do look him up. We'll drop the links below because he is so genuine and he really would love to help you if he can. And you've seen and heard all of the community outreach stuff that he and the club are doing, which is incredible work out there. It's so important to support our communities now more than ever. As always, if you have any comments, if you have anything you'd like us to cover, let us know. And don't forget to like and share. If you have any questions, DM us and check out Natalie Lockyer coaching.co.uk if you'd like a free session or you have any questions for me i'll see you next time until then please stop sit for a while and just listen and see what answers come back